Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Water, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Doing fantastic, my friend. We're going to do a little listener Q&A today. We have had hundreds of questions come in over the last few months, and a lot of them are similar in nature. So our Q&A questions, our Q&A sessions, if you're looking for a commonly asked question and you're new to the podcast, we do a few every couple of months. So go ahead and head back and just search Fasting Mm -hmm. for Life podcast, drop in the keywords you're looking for. We just had, for instance, a question about a CGM come in, and we've never done a dedicated episode on a CGM. So I don't have a place to send that question or that person. But if you are new and you're looking for some frequently asked questions, go ahead, go back to in the episodes, do a quick little search. You can probably find the majority of the basic starter type questions. Welcoming mm-hmm. in all of you new listeners, head back, listen to Tommy and I's story. If you want to know a little bit more about how we ended up here and why we continue to deliver weekly podcast episodes for you longtime listeners, we want to thank you for being on this journey with us. And if you like what you hear, please drop us a review. We prefer the five-star kind that tells the podcast gods that we are doing something of value. And Tommy was just doing a fist pump in the air. So this is an audio medium, so you couldn't (laughs) see that. But I felt the need to share it as he was fist pumping into into the air. (laughs) And I could see that and experience it through Zoom. Today's questions, Tommy, we're going to go through a gamut of different things. And there's Mm -hmm. a couple of really good ones in terms of, of... nuance type applications of of how we adapt this fasting lifestyle. And then there's some just basic ones like, how do I get rid of the bad breath? Okay. Mm, so yeah. if you do have questions, you can always submit them to us, info at thefastingforlife.com. They will end up in our inbox and we will hopefully get them on an episode or get back to you yeah. quickly. Or leave them in a five-star review. That's also nah. a good way to, uh, <laughs> yeah. to drop a See, question right there. there. So you, See, I'm glad you do. Okay. Two birds, one stone right there. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. All <laughs> right, so let's hop into some of the questions. So we had a question that came in. Is I wake up several times a night with foot or leg cramps. How can I mm. stop this? So yeah, very common question, especially when you start fasting. And most people go directly to magnesium, right? Mm-hmm. That's their first thing. And I'm going to encourage you not to do that. I want you to do this this exact order this way okay. would be to start with increasing your hydration earlier in the day to mid to late afternoon. And with that hydration, making sure that you're increasing your sea salt, Himalayan salt, or trace minerals. So mm-hmm. multiple times a day. And then mm-hmm. what that's going to do is that's going to really should be for the majority of people, the fix. Now, if you want to add in some potassium rich foods, that's great too. Don't go take a potassium supplement, just get it from a food, get it from a banana. Try that for a couple of nights. And then the second thing to do would be continue that and then add in an Epsom salt bath, a warm Epsom salt bath or foot soak prior to bed. And then the third thing would be do those two things. And then you want to go look at uh, a supplement like Calm, C-A-L-M, 
Yeah. It's got some magnesium in it. It's got a bunch of other things that help calm the system down, relax the muscles, relax the nervous system. Yeah. And that typically fixes it. A lot of times people don't even need to go to step three, but that would be the way that I would look at it first would be increase the hydration and the trace minerals or salt. You know, when I, I suffered from these kind of things the worst, it was when I first got started and I had less eating opportunities, but I was still bringing in more of the indulgent, more like more of the processed foods, you know? So some more, you know, fast food, I may have still had more pizza nights, you know, things like that. Things that are like, they got easier with time. I have less of those now. You know, I don't, I don't really like think about some of those same foods that I, that I really crave, but oftentimes they're less nutritionally, you know, efficient. They're delivering less of, of what I actually need in a well-balanced way. So sometimes these things can kind of pop up. Yeah, hundred percent. It gets easier. So if you're new to fasting and you're listening, we're going to encourage you not to break your fast, trying to fit all of the stuff that you missed out on air quotes, missed out on right, earlier right. in that day. Okay. I yeah. did it. Tommy's done it. I did it. You want to ease into those meals and those, those eating times. And that actually kind of leads into a second question. We've had a couple of questions come in for clarification in the fast start guide. It refers to planning and eating one meal. So an OMAD approach and somebody else asked, what is OMAD and what is OMG? Okay. Yeah. Well, cause we just had a, yeah, an episode, yeah, uh, OMAD, OMAD to, OMG, to OMG, right? Yeah. OMAD is one meal a day. Yeah. Fat loss fasting method, one meal a day to lose weight, to lose fat and to get that scale moving. Right. So yeah. OMG is, oh my God, or oh my gosh. Yeah. Right. That's right. just an emoji. It's, <laughs> it's part of today's society. Right. So OMAD to OMG, that episode was talking about that, that, ah, what do I do? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like what on? happened? What's going on? So yeah. hopefully that clears that up. But OMAD is one meal a day. And then she asked here, so are you planning on eating one meal? So an OMAD approach, or do you actually mean eat your favorite meal, then plan your second meal to eat after? <laughs> so one meal a day means one meal a day. But what we mean when we say put your favorite foods in is don't just eat like kale salad like a rabbit like eat some foods <laughs> that you actually enjoy eating to make the process fun hmm. yeah you know um like if if you've ever been tracking and and like doing like meal prep or meal planning let's think about it as like really on or off you know where you just kind of like hit it really hard you plan everything and and you want everything to be right you know how many calories you need to bring in and you kind of have like, if you have your go-to diet foods or like your go-to diet meal that, that you know was like, when I'm strict, this is what I do and I can pull it off. If you do that with one meal a day, it's, it's probably not going to last very long because you're not going to look forward to the meal. It's like, like don't eat chicken and white rice and broccoli <laughs> right. every day on your meals. You have flexibility with fasting and that's why yeah. it's sustainable. Yeah. That's what I just yeah, heard like, and what you were just saying. Yeah. Right there. Like you brought you me back. Could. <laughs> you could. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it, you know, and it's not necessary, but you also don't want to be, you know, on the other side, which is like, okay, I can just eat whatever I want because I'm doing one meal a day. Right. So let me do half a pizza whenever, whenever I, I break my fast here. So bringing in good foods, foods that you look forward to and, and balancing out your plate, getting a lot of good nutrients in is kind of the, the recipe for success there. And it gives you that flexibility too, simplicity and flexibility. Yeah. So a uh, good question. So we had a, a message come in from Chris. That last question was from Esteri, Esteri. Mm -hmm. And Chris's question 
says, hi guys, I'm new to your podcast and love what I'm listening to. My stories are not that different than most. I have been flirting with fasting on and off for a couple of years now. Just <laughs> need a little more encouragement to sticking to it. Yeah, okay. amen. Yeah. However, it's kind of funny. I fasted in my late teens, not by choice. Just forgot like in a busy mom with five brothers, juggling businesses and I didn't know I was fasting, right? Sure. Said he moved around a lot. Dad was in the militaries. His grandfather passed away from diabetes. So we hear that uh, so often. And that was part of my motivation mine too. Um, to make a change, right? And get my dad yep. to reverse his diabetes and get off 15 medications, right? And off of insulin. Wow. Yeah. So sorry that you had to experience that, but it's all too common, Chris. So I appreciate you sharing that. And then he said he's 26, overweight, you know, was a healthy weight back in his late teens, right? Mm. And he wants to be able to tap into, you know, taking care of his kids and grandkids, right? Like talk about like a lifelong plan. Mm. But here's wow. the question. So trying to talk to my dad about this stuff is hard because he won't listen to the podcast. Yeah, I get it. My mm -hmm. dad calls all of our coaching lives and our challenges and all that. He calls them podcasts. I'm like, no, they're not podcasts. This is a <laughs> great, podcast. Great podcast, guys. Yeah. Great podcast. <laughs> anyway, old dog, new tricks. But yep. He might read, do you guys have a book that he might read or an mm. episode like 138 where you have study results that he at least might look at? So we just had a recent episode come out that maybe you can grab the transcript to and he might read it where we talk about the top eight causes of disease or eight out of the top 10 are linked to diabetes or excuse me, not disease, death, okay? Yeah. Mortality rates. And then the medications associated with that. So that might be a good place. But really, it started from my journey, Tommy, was, was reading Dr. Fung's book, The Obesity yep. Code. But yeah. you could either recommend The Obesity Code or The Diabetes Code, which would be a great place to start. Yeah, If you absolutely. won't listen to our incredible podcast, if I do so. Right. <laughs> yeah, The Obesity Code. That's where things were, were kind of laid out for me. And they started to, to make sense. It started to open my eyes to the possibilities that, wait a minute, wait a minute, there are real reasons why things seem to be kind of broken within the systems that we're using to fix these things that are broken. So I would definitely start there too, for sure. Yep. Yep. All right, cool. Thank you, Chris, for sharing your story. Keep up the good work. And uh, yeah, if you need anything from us, please let us know. We are glad you have made it to the Fasting for Life podcast and the Fasting for Life family. So you've hold taken on, the first on. steps. Go ahead. Yeah. But did he also say like, how do I get more consistent with my fasting? I've been flirting with my fasting too. Yeah. He said right. needing a little okay. bit more encouragement to stick so, to it. So I, I wonder if it's the fact that dad's not really on board. Like, is that, is that pulling you back towards the other side? Like keeping you like one foot in one foot out because you have this, this hesitation right there. Almost like we see with, with spouses sometimes that could be mentally kind of holding you back a little bit. So, but I'm going to say this, I'm taking a liberty here, but don't, don't feel like you have to convince your dad that this is the right thing for him in order for right. you to do it and to stick with it too. Right. Yeah. That's a great point. One of my mentors, as I was coming up through the, you know, health professions, he always said, it's not your responsibility to fix your friends and family. It's wow. somebody else's. Yep. Like wow. you're always going to be little Scotty or little Johnny or, sure. you know, baby Susie yeah. or like, you know, you're always going to have that a childhood reverence in their eyes. Right. Yeah. So even as a professional, by the good Lord above my dad, like he he listened and hook, line and sinker. He jumped in and 60 pounds. And, you know, now we've got dozens and hundreds of testimonies of other people reversing their diabetes and coming off medication. So, yeah, I'm just glad that he chose and it wasn't me. He had to make yeah. the choice. You couldn't have made him. 
Yeah, no, there was no way. Uh-uh. Right. Like, I'm wired the same way. So trying to make me do something. Yeah. That's where my son and I butt <laughs> I'm heads do. Yeah. Because <laughs> he is just like me. So great point about, that's why the first two rules of fasting are mm. don't talk about fasting and don't talk about fasting. Until right. you get comfortable at a level with results where people look at you and go subconsciously, ah, okay, well, what he's doing is working. So maybe I'll give it a listen. And I think that yeah. might've been part of what my dad saw in me too. So lead by example, right? So yep. great point there, Tommy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Keep, keep doing it. Keep sticking with it. Your results will speak to him. Yep. Yep. For hundred percent. Yep. Your results might be the motivating factor that he needs. You can't tell him, you just have to, you have to live your life for you and for your why, and hopefully it'll translate over to him. So good stuff there. A couple of uh, just basic, simple questions. We had a question coming from Jennifer looking to get away from stevia and some of the other artificial sweeteners. She was looking for mm. a monk fruit sweetener recommendation. Okay. So, you know, in baking and during your eating windows, Lakanto has a great monk fruit. They're like the big player in the monk fruit world. Game. Yeah. Game Lakanto. And then another one that we've used in our, and stuff like that is Swerve. I know that's not monk fruit, but that's another one. If you're doing like healthy making swaps, right. And yeah. not getting away from the store-bought cupcakes and making your own homemade keto cupcakes with, you know, frostings or desserts to, to live life and not restrict and omit your way into being sure, overweight yeah. and depressed and unhappy with, you know, your health yeah. and your metrics and everything. You can, you can live this, turn this into a lifestyle by swapping things. Yeah. And that's where monk fruit and those types of sweeteners would come into play. So helps, helps, to, get, helps to get some of those cravings under control yeah. too, you know? Right. As things are balancing, that can be. Yeah. Cause it's be a much better decision, right? When you yeah. make it at home or use those things than the alternatives. So, yeah. Easy, straightforward question there. So, another question. This was cool. We'll do the easy one first. So, sugar free gum candies, stuff for breath, right? So, as you're mm. drinking more black coffee or transitioning <laughs> into keto and you have keto breath, right? Mm. Like you could literally peel with mine back in the beginning, you could peel paint off a wall, right? It was like, <laughs> what is happening? Keto breath, that weird mouth feel. Yeah, so she was saying that on your tongue. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, this question yeah. came in a couple of times. This most recent one was from Sarah. What about the spike? Should I sugar free gum? Can I chew gum? Does that start the, the cephalic yeah. phase? Is that going to spike my insulin? So the easiest thing that I do, and this is what I use personally is an essential oil breath spray. So now a lot of the times I forget to buy the spray, or I can't find the little spray bottle because my kids have taken it. So I just mm. use an essential, not a body spray that is not ingestible, but like yeah. an essential oil spray that has a nutrition label on it, which means it's able to be ingested. Yeah. I will keep a peppermint. My favorite is wintergreen and spearmint. And mm. I will just tilt my head back as I just talk away from the microphone Whoops, right. and uh, drop <laughs> one drop of peppermint oil under your tongue and you will get that wasabi face draining like, whew. <laughs> Kind of like, all right, I'm awake, smelling salt yep. type effect. And then Feel boom, the your breath your, head. <laughs> your breath is good to go. So that is my go-to when I need something. So my kids don't tell me that my breath stinks. Yeah, I like that one too. I use it as a, a mental reminder that I probably need to go grab some water, maybe some trace True. minerals too, you know? Yeah. It's not really going to fix the problem, but it is going to... Like I, I feel it more the the less hydrated I am. Like the longer it's been since since I've sipped on some water, the more I'm gonna feel that. So I, I use it kind of as a cue. Hundred percent. We had another question come in from Sarah as well. I'm curious if there's any data to support better results when starting on a Monday versus a Sunday. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> and this is, this speaks a little bit to the weekend warrior. I felt yeah. a little weekend warrior vibe there. Like, yep. and uh, she's a teacher, so Mondays probably are crazy, right? Sure. I can't imagine like the floodgates yeah. opening on a Monday with a class of twenty or thirty, however many kids are in the class. Right? My mom was a teacher for years, and God bless yeah. you all, because right. that takes a special type of person. Thank you. Um, yeah. and you deserve to be much more well compensated than you are. Absolutely. But seeing my mom go through the years too, so I get it. So. I would say, Tommy, this is an interesting kind of thought process here of really just committing to the schedule that you want to do is the most yeah. important thing, regardless of what day ends and why. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what but, works like, for your lifestyle long term? Yeah. Yeah. Because we don't have to match it up. Like I know a lot of folks will get maybe those weekly or monthly calendars and like put them in their house and go like, okay, I'm fasting this day. I'm fasting that day because I want to drop a few pounds or I want to practice this fasting thing. Right. But just because those calendars sometimes start with with Monday, sometimes they'll start with Sunday too. It doesn't matter. You construct it the way you need to. And I, I love the idea of, of kind of gathering your bearings, kind of like focusing your week on a Sunday. A lot of times that may be a slow down, stress-free or less stress, kind of like maybe I have boundaries. Things just kind of slow down. Maybe there's time for reflection, maybe time for prayer, maybe time for cleaning, whatever it may be that can be a great time to go, okay, well, whatever I, I wanted to accomplish this week with my fasting, let it start today. And then rather than starting tomorrow, like I'm going to get back on my diet on Monday. Like, I don't know how yeah. many times I've, I've thought and said that over the years right. when I was trying to lose the weight, right? So it can actually be good to, to break from that mentality. So I feel like this is a, a really cool idea and a good way to do it. One of my favorite days to do an extended fast is from like a Saturday night in through Sunday into Monday or early Sunday. Let's say we do, you know, we make something at home with the kids for Sunday morning before we head out to church. It's like, all right, well, let's. Yeah. Yeah. But then I'm going to fast because I want my BDNF. I want my my focus. I want my my extra energy, my euphoria. I want that yeah. to fuel me through Monday and Tuesday because I like to front load my week with work. Mm -hmm. So I love that beginning on Sunday, putting the intention. Yeah, yeah. Putting the intention for the week. So you just have Very to really cool. play around with it and see what works for you. But I love that question from Sarah yeah, as you, Sarah. well. Okay. A couple more here. We have one come in from Catherine and we've talked about this a few times, but it's been a while and it's, I've been feeling under the weather these past few days. I'm not sure if it's just allergies or, you know, something from kids are going back to school, right? Immune yeah. systems are down, stress is high, sleep is off. You're running to Target to get a backpack last minute or you forgot the nap mat or, <laughs> oh my God, where's the lunchbox? I don't know. It's out in the oh, sandbox man. somewhere, right? Buried so is they're playing castles, parts. right? So, mm -hmm. and then the spouse in the situation was like, no, you need to eat. You need to break your fast. You need to eat three meals a day while feeling run down. And there's a conversation here that I think needs to happen, but the husband's correct or the spouse is correct in saying that Fasting is a short-term stress on your body and you don't need the mm -hmm. extra stress if you're sick. Sure. And we have, you know, both sides of the aisle. Most people that we talk to inside of our sphere and myself personally, I prefer not to eat when I am not feeling well. Doesn't matter if yeah. it's a head cold or a flu. I just am not hungry and that's how I'm wired. My son is the exact same way. Mm -hmm. He came home from uh, daycare the other day and I'm like, man, you didn't eat your lunch. And that night started- mm, Red flag. He was, he wasn't himself. And I'm like, uh-oh, mm. there it is, right? Little cold, little cough, nothing serious. Everything's fine. Yeah. But he's normally breakfast, lunch, and then he's not a really big dinner guy. So if I wouldn't have looked and we would have gone into dinner and he not ate, I wouldn't have realized it. Uh, 
Yep. So like he's not feeling well. He has barely eaten a whole meal. We're keeping him hydrated, coconut water, the green juice. He lets us know when he's hungry now because he's three and a half years old, right? So yeah, he's the same way I am. Like I feel better and I feel way less sick less often when I'm consistently fasting, but it's yeah. a personal choice. And typically when you break your fast, you don't really feel any better. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would second everything that you just said. I feel the same way since getting the weight off and being consistent with my fasting. It's hard to remember the last time I really felt under the weather. Yeah. And it used to be, you know, pretty, pretty much like once or twice a quarter was kind of For my me, like it was like every six cycle. to eight weeks. Okay. It was like yeah. boom, 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 boom. And I'm like, man, my goodness. Right. Yeah. So I would say for me, my, my first priority is kind of like if I wanted to drop, let's say 10 pounds and uh, you know, I'm using fasting and, and things are going well, now I'm feeling under the weather. Let's not be hyper-focused on, on that weight loss goal right, right. now. Let's, let's like, get better. Right? Like, let's get better. Let's take care yeah. of my Listen body. To your that, body. That's, yeah, that's the long term. That's the long game here, okay? Right? So, so then I'm not going to be worried about am I fasting or am I not fasting? Like if, if I'm not feeling well, I'm not going to set my fasting timer. You know what I mean? Let me just not worry about my fasting timer. Right. Okay. Let me let me get some rest and hydration here. But then to your point, I'm I'm probably not gonna feel like eating much either, but I'm gonna be okay if I wanna like nibble on something, if I if I have a sour stomach or I feel like, hey, if I brought in some bone broth or something, maybe I'll feel a little bit better, then let me do that. And I don't have to worry about, oh, I just broke my fast and I was fasting, and then the mental, the mental nonsense and gymnastics too, while I'm just trying to to heal and feel better. Yeah, broth, I mean, he's right. The spouse here is right. You know, it is a short-term stress, but I've just found, and a lot of people we hear from that you get better. And there's research on immune function, right? With fasting, when you get into mm -hmm. those longer fasts. So don't focus on the fast, focus on getting better. The bone broth is actually a cool way to merge realities here and be like, all right, honey, yeah, I understand you're concerned. I don't feel great and my stomach doesn't feel great. So I'm just gonna sip on some bone broth, get some calories in. You know, there's all that nutrition in there, right? That you, yeah. you'll get as well. Power and food, super food. Yeah. Broth fasting is powerful as well. It's not what we do or our area of expertise, but yeah, you know, broth fasting is, is something that's out there and there are benefits to to bone broths, right? So yeah, that might be the kind of meeting in the middle, right? To take some of the pressure off. Mm -hmm. The only time I personally have broken my fast when I'm not feeling well intentionally is when you get, like you said, that sour stomach where you're just yeah. like, ugh. But then I don't really want to eat anything. So I typically right. go to broth anyway. So here we are sure. again. Right. Bone broth, multiple, <laughs> multiple reasons yeah. or multiple things that that could be, you know, a good thing in that moment to really to really help you get better and also merge those realities. Yeah. I know my parents and grandparents used to always say like, oh, get some something bubbly. And then oftentimes they would go to like Sprite, which I ginger you know, ale are, in my family. Yeah. yeah. Ginger ale and, and toast. Whoa. Uh, ginger ale and toast. Yeah. It was like Sprite and toast. In, Saltines. In my house. That's what it was. Yep, saltine crackers. Those the last thing too. I want to eat when I don't feel well is a dry cracker. What the heck? <laughs> that makes me feel sick. Yeah, just thinking Maybe about it. Maybe there's some science behind it. I don't know. But like yeah. that feels like my big fat Greek wedding where it's like, ah, Windex. Right. right? Yeah. Like, what it, are we it doing? It works here? for everything. Yeah. <laughs> right. So so these days I would not go for that same sprite or that ginger ale. I would grab a Waterloo or a, you know, Pellegrino or you know, yeah. like something Mineral else. Mineral water. Like, yeah. Yeah. Something something that could be bubbly, but it doesn't have to have, uh, you know, a bunch of junk in it too. Yeah. One thing I struggle with when I'm not feeling well is drinking my, my water as well. Mm. Like I don't want to drink the amount of water that I typically do when I can't breathe or my yeah. head's congested or my stomach's a little off. Right. So 
really make sure that you're keeping an eye on your hydration, but you can also just do that by decreasing the water, but increasing those, those electrolytes and those trace minerals True. and broth does it all for you again. So yeah. bone broth again, here we are. Cool. Yeah. Right. Okay. So Tommy, one last question, I think here, right? Yep. Came in from Stephanie. So yeah, Stephanie asked about the perspective about not getting it all right all the time. And we, we had a previous episode come out about the 80, 20 rule. So it was, it was regarding that kind of conversation. Like, Hey, I'm, I'm really trying to focus on getting it right. 80% of the time, but my schedule doesn't allow me to like, to necessarily hit my plans. There's a lot of moving parts. And sometimes, you know, I may not hit my 28 hour fast that I, that I set my goal for, but if I move that by a couple hours, then my next, my next fast ends up being those two hours longer, you know, like it, it works out. And I'm, I'm essentially meeting the intention of my original goal, but my fasting app is now stamping it with like a, you lose, Fail. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, you didn't get it. You failed to, uh, to achieve that last goal. So what do I do about it? Should I do something to adjust the behavior? Is there something to look out for on the other side of that? Like, am I setting myself up for some other sort of like, you know, failure on the, on the back end of that? So I think coming off of that 80, 20 conversation, it's a good empowering thing to realize that a lot of us have some of those perfectionist kind of tendencies, especially if we've been on a diet roller coaster for a long period of time. We get used to tracking things and getting on or off and I'll start again on Monday. There's a lot of those things that self reinforce a lot of those perfectionist tendencies. So we tend to give ourselves like the stamp of disapproval sometimes or not let our, ourselves book a win when really we should. So she's trying not to cheat herself, trying not to set herself up for failure. And I, I feel like there's some, some good perspective that we can, we can lend and, and be helpful on too, because I've, I've been through it myself too. Have you? Yeah, hundred percent. So yeah. first of all, in the zero app, change the goal. Yeah. You hit your goal. So we don't have to think about it in down to the minutia, zoom out a little bit. Right. Yeah. And she even says, you know, so if I do that, then the app tells me I failed and then my monkey brain takes over and then right. I'm like, well, I screwed up anyway. So why even bother? Right. No, sure. Slippery we want slope. the op. Yeah. We want the opposite of that. Right. So the mindset shift would be my intention was to fast today and I'm going to hit my fasting targets out of 30 days. If I miss six days, I still hit 80%. Yeah. So if you fasted that day and you ate with intention, making mm -hmm. intentional choices during your nutrition window yeah. and you drank water with electrolytes every day and you did that for 30 days and you hit 80%, your life would drastically change. Right. So we need to get life ourselves out of the way. So simple, 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 simple. Yes, Ooh. we can talk about the minutia. We can talk about the math. We can talk about the specificity, right? Engineers, architects, surgeons, you yeah. know, all the stuff where <laughs> nurses, where things matter, right? Where like the, the details. The, yeah, building yeah. a bridge, you should probably make sure the numbers are right, right? So we get that. But in, in the sustainability piece of the comfort level, of the confidence level, we want to frame it as, yeah, intentionally set fasted today, put some thought into what I was going to eat, right? Maybe a swap or two, less processed, better choices of carbs, planning ahead for, for those life events, right? Those pivots or those shifts and, and really just hitting your water tar and boom, like you've got, you've got a, a great recipe for success, but I love powerful where that question came from. Yeah. Um, in terms of can't get out of my own way. Ah, right. Yeah. <laughs> 
I love that she realized that she was she was potentially getting in her own way right here because that that's an important piece of perspective too. A lot of times we don't we don't notice it or it takes us a long time to actually notice it. But you know, if you're at the office and then all of a sudden, you know, it's Tuesday and I was I was going to be fasting today until dinner and then they're calling in for for Taco Tuesday and you change the plan, I wouldn't go back into my app and change that like I I wanted to do lunch. No, you you wanted to do dinner, right? So I think that's what she didn't want to cross that line right there. So yeah. I think that's that's an important distinction. But at the same time, if my plan was lunch and it went to an early dinner because I didn't get out of the office until a little bit. Or you got stuck in traffic or something. Yeah. 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 That's great. Go back in there, change it, book it as a win. Yes, tomorrow's fast might be a little bit shorter because of that. And and that's completely okay too. Go ahead and change that in the app too, because that's just real life. And you you got the win. You deserve to see it when you go back and, and look at the the reflection of your your performance. You know, so Taco Tuesday would turn into take home Taco Tuesday. Oh uh, yeah, wrap the tacos up, bring them home with you. Somebody brings yeah. in cookies. Don't need to eat three now. Put them in your window. That discipline to delay that gratification. My goodness, I'm trying to teach my kids that because I didn't learn it until later in life. Sure. But that was a powerful, powerful, powerful tool. So. Just a really cool question, really cool construct. And I misspoke. We had one more question that came through, Tommy, as we wrap up today's episode was mm-hmm. we get this question all the time. You know, what is a challenge and why would I do it? Or mm. <laughs> the second part of that would be what is coaching uh, and how do I get okay. more information on that? OK, <laughs> yeah. so coaching is access through coming through a challenge. And the reason we do it that way is very intentional because you listen to the podcast, you may be new to fasting, you may have some fasting reps, but you don't know how we operate or mm. how we coach or, or what the environment even feels like. So during a challenge, sure. we bring you into the VIP coaching group that we have on Facebook, right? We bring you mm-hmm. in and the challenge actually takes place in the group and you yeah. get the experience. So it's almost like, all right, here's a challenge. And then we'll talk about why you would do a challenge, right? And give you some things mm-hmm. that maybe it's the right time for you. Maybe it's the right fit and kind of the thought process on what a challenge is designed to do. But the coaching is then, all right, well, I've been through a challenge. Now I know what to expect. Heck yeah. It's like, oh, I get to get in the hot tub and I don't have to get out. I can stay. And yeah. then you have an opportunity <laughs> to continue on coaching. So you get the experience yeah. to see if it is the right fit. And for a lot of people, you know, challenges can be a powerful tool regardless of coaching, just a powerful tool to to get some of the things that are missing in this fasting lifestyle journey. Yeah, sometimes it's it's just a few little pieces here or there, question marks that make us hesitate to take the next step. And that can keep us self-limited. That can that can keep our our results from from being what we're we're looking to actually achieve there. So the challenge is a cool way to to kind of push outside of your current comfort zone. That's why they're named challenges. That's that's where the whole thing came from because we wanted to be able to, you know, provide an environment where you can get the questions answered at the right time and push yourself outside of the comfort zone and get the perspective that you need. Because when when you get a little bit different angle, a little different explanation of something, it can hit you a different way from whenever you were at a different stage in your fasting journey. And that can be the important part to, you know, get to the next level, see something new. And and we see some some incredible breakthroughs, not only on the scale, but off the scale, non-scale victories, you know, during the challenge. 
fasting is simple, but sometimes it's not easy, right? We wouldn't have the hundreds of thousands of conversations and questions and things that we continue. Like fasting is simple. How do we have this much to talk about fasting? Right? Right. <laughs> right? Like, how is this possible? Right? So the challenges are really a great way to experience a systemic, like a plan, right? So when you start a diet, you have a plan, but it's hard to stick to the plan. So yeah. a challenge is like you are launching out of, you know, the old, you know, when you go to the, do they have circuses anymore? I don't know. Yeah. The guy <laughs> like in the cannon. The catapult. The cannon. Yeah. The <laughs> like cannon. you are launched out and yeah. you get the the result through the challenge. And really the, the biggest aha and takeaway of a challenge that we want y'all to experience is I can see fasting as being my lifelong solution to my weight and health problems. Mm. Like this yeah. is the vehicle that's gonna get me there. Finally, it's not the low and slow caloric deficit. It's not the eat less, move more. It's not the elliptical at 5 a.m. every day when I'm gonna start my 12 week boot camp. It's not that. Yeah. The lifestyle component that you can see yourself driving the Ferrari of the lifestyle of fasting rather mm -hmm. than the hoopty that keeps breaking down because the maintenance <laughs> isn't up kept on. It's just old and rotted out, right? Like right. the idea of a challenge is break through a plateau, get some questions answered start your fasting journey, right? Like, I don't know where to start. Great, the challenge is a great place to start. Be able to test out some of those features of the Ferrari of the fasting lifestyle. It's just incredible to see as we go through the challenge, like every group's a little bit different. It's a heck of a lot of fun. And then you have an opportunity to continue coaching. So any final thoughts, yeah. Tommy, as we wrap up today's episode and then that last question? Yeah, I think the only thing I would add because that was that was great is just the the consistency of a live environment that's yeah. every single day during yeah. the challenge that's a powerful, powerful it's like a pot as my dad would say it's a podcast it's today a podcast. we go live like, great, in the group every podcast, single day guys, yeah. right yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's that and and it's being in the group of of coaching members coaching clients who are actually yeah. everyone's rowing in the same direction at the same time that yeah. is a powerful powerful cool. force right there so so it's it's the the mixture of all of those factors right there Yep. And the next challenge is coming up at the end of this month. So keep a lookout yeah. for that. Registration will open about 10 days prior. The next challenge starts on October 26th. So you are hopefully listening to this episode at the perfect time. You got a few more episodes to listen to. You can go back and hear about our story. You can mm -hmm. search the question and answers. You can go to the website, download the Fast Start Guide, which helps you put one meal a day fasting into your day-to-day -day life. You can go to the Facebook community group that we have on Facebook, which is a group of like-minded individuals where we're in there answering questions and getting encouragement and mm. really honing in this fasting skill on how to turn fasting into a weight loss strategy, but more importantly, a healthy lifestyle. So Tommy, yeah. as we wrap up today's episode, challenge coming up at the end of this month, we got tons of work to do, a lot more questions to answer in the future. So we appreciate all of you guys listening. Head to the Facebook group, the show notes to find the Facebook group. You can head to the website, thefastingforlife.com. And we will see you guys on the next episode. And we'll talk soon. Cool. Thank you. Bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day -day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.